Shut up and sit down. that time of year again. Welcome back to Mad Get Radio's annual episode. I can't remember how to record. Uh, we were just having a discussion off air about dynamic duos. We can't remember, so if we've repeated this, I apologise, but we're just going to have to roll with it. For the very special Scottish Championship preview show, I am joined by none other than the Gothic to my Felix. It's Paul. How's it going, Paul? It's going very well. It's uh, lovely to be back. Feels like it's been about 10 years since we did an episode. Well, well it's probably think... been about 12 months, at least. Yeah. At least. At least. And the plan behind this was to restrict the content to get the demand and have people beg us to come back, you know, like the Beatles. Mm. Um, that hasn't materialised. I mean, there's been the odd comment, but I wouldn't say it was demand. No, more Snor- kind of... Snarky yeah. type comments. Yeah. I'd say that's about all I've gotten, which is fine. Yeah. That's okay. At least you know where you stand. Well, you know, you'd just like a little bit more appreciation for the art, wouldn't you? But... I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Oh, I'll take snarky comments over nothing, to be honest. At least we're getting noticed. It's true. Yeah. That's what matters. Can Perk Weapons podcast say that? Have they had an episode out recently? <laughs> Who knows? Who cares, Paul? They're probably, they're probably down to only one episode every like four weeks, which for them is pretty poor. I feel like they were pumping out an episode every other night at one point. Well, I think it's time for us to release some premium podcasting content once, once again, because who else is going to do that? So, Paolo? Who's still around podcast wise? Who's still around? Paired Weapons is still going, right? Yeah, Pair Web's still going. Golden Snake in, still going. That's not a podcast, that's a YouTube channel. Okay. Or podcast. Yeah, probably. It's just us in Pair Weapons. Henry, whenever he can be bothered recording some friends. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, most folk in the UK are pretty bad when it comes to podcasts. Yeah. Unless there's a pandemic and no one can go to work, then no one's going to do anything. Yeah. And Matt's sex appeal will only get Pair Weapons so far. I mean, I'll get them. I'll get him a good way. Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty, uh, yeah, right. pretty yeah. specific of a man, let's be honest. Yeah. Why are we here, Paul? I don't know. I'm I'm now thinking about why hasn't Matt ever done like uh, a calendar, like a horse calendar? <laughs> like the calendar that kept it. <laughs> like, you know, they kind of like, a lot of like topless farmer scenes of him like throwing hay around, you know? He is a fine specimen of man, eh? He really is. I, I, he should get on on that. I think he could get himself some business. Fuck that paper. Mm. Didn't, oh, yeah, because Kev did that one, didn't he? Yeah. I love how we had this whole discussion about, before we started recording, we're not going to sidetrack, we're going to keep this episode really brief, to the point. We've got to stay on brands. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why are we here, Paul? What are we here to discuss? So, we thought we would make the effort and uh, do a little episode talking about the Scottish Championships, which is round the corner, which is happening next week. 
Um, and as I am leading the Scottish team this year to ETC, um, it is only right and proper that I get the finger out and suggest that we do an episode. So here we are. Here we are. So what's the kind of what's the idea behind the Scottish Championship for someone who has never heard of this event before? I suppose I mean like most sort of national like teams, national sort of communities within the eighth age, certainly within the UK, I think the Scottish Championships, the kind of Welsh Championships and the, the English Championships tend to focus a little bit more on the competitive side of the game. I think there's quite a lot of tournaments in the UK now for ninth age that are a little bit more fluffy, a little bit more casual. Um, but I think these events tend to try and keep things a little bit more focused towards encouraging a little bit more of the competitive side. So they're still really fun events, but I think it's nice to give some sort of focus to that side of the of the hobby. And it's good prep, obviously, for a lot of the people that are going to EDC just to get more games in. And we can obviously try and hype them up and you know, I think they probably stand out in the year's calendar of events. Um, so, yeah, I think they, they tend to be more the more sort of regularly attended. Like, I think a lot of the, certainly the last couple of years with the pandemic and things, I think some of the events have been a bit up and down in terms of numbers. But hopefully with these being sort of like big temple events, they'll hopefully kind of maintain some degree of like attendance so we've got to keep them going to maintain that so yeah just a, another reason to throw some dice and, and play some games but it's got that little bit more of a competitive feel to it hopefully okay well obviously we're going to be doing a little bit of a breakdown of the event this year all the lists have been submitted we've reviewed them with our expert analysis as you shortly here um there are 32 players this year, which is uh, is all right. I think we always try to aim between thirty and forty players for the Scottish Championship. So yeah, um, I think um I think that's pretty respectable. It would have been nice to hit the forty mark. I think we had forty last year. Um, I would say this year the numbers have been a little bit down, but I, I don't think we've quite recovered yet from the the COVID pandemic and yeah. people maybe stepping away and playing other games and things. So I think um relatively happy with that and to be honest we've not I think we've had maybe like one drop which is really good I think it's fairly expected like if you announce an event over the three or four months to get you know two or three maybe four or five drops but we've not really had that which has been really good so everyone that's signed up has been really keen and is still coming so that's really good to see really good to see a lot of the kind of loyalists back out, not the Orange Order, the, the people who like kind of come. <laughs> yeah, to, if, the, if the Orange Order is listening, please. Um, um, yeah, a lot of people at Scotland probably won't get that, but yeah, that's funny. The, yeah, it is quite good actually. I would say from the people who have attended, it is a bit of a mix. There are, you know, different people from some of the ETC teams going to be there, but there is a lot of the sort of stalt works within the sort of more fun, casual um, gaming scene that's going to be at the tournament, which is really nice. A lot of people from north of England are going to be there. Um, So it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So before we get into the the list themselves, um, what we're going to do is um, we're going to kind of just give an overall analysis of the the list. We're not going to go list by list because the, the list themselves will be released at the same time as this episode. So you don't need to listen to us read out what's in front of you, but instead we're going to kind of pick out some 
kind of overall threads and trends uh, and discuss them instead. And then we'll pick out three of our favourite lists, we'll discuss them, and then we'll pick out our podium picks. Um, but before we do that, Paul, do you want to give some shout-outs to our lovely sponsors? Yeah, just very quickly, thank you very much. Um, as I sort of said at the beginning, like you know, there are a lot of events, so getting sponsors to donate prizes or, or support your event in any way is always really appreciated. So thank you for those companies that have decided to support us this year. Um, we have been very kindly sent some some free stuff from Rotten Factory, uh, who have supported us in the past. So they're um, they're back this year, which is great. Um, they've recently just didn't have completed, but I, I don't know if they've just launched another Kickstarter. Um, We've got a, a one running just now that's all still open for late pledges, if you're interested. And what's really cool about this one is that if you go on and you put one of your late pledges in, you get access to a lot of uh, Pavel's old sculpts that no longer are on the, the main store. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I went in and I ordered an ugly amount of his old stuff. Um, did you order more after the last order you put in? Yeah, I did. Oh, shit. What'd you get? Um, so I've got lovely giant on the way. I've got, um, I think they're called the Demon Horde, what I'm going to use for Fallen. And I've got some of the uh, Plague Toads, like the big fat toads. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to like convert them for the Chosen Chariots. Oh, nice. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, and I've got a few other bits and pieces, a couple of characters. That's involved. It's, stuff's just so nice. Um, and Pal's really good guy, really good company. So um, if you're interested in kind of chaosy stuff, and they've got a lot of good stuff for uh, Mordheim and Skirmish based fantasy games, yeah, even like DD and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I think a lot of those companies are good alternatives to sort of uh, was kids or whatever they're called, yeah. uh, stuff. So, yeah, check it out. That's cool. That'll that'll um, that'll tie in with the rest of your warrior stuff, Lucy. Yeah, I think it will. I just need to get my finger out and get it all painted, but I think it'll look good when it's, when it's all together. Uh, um, I'll go on record and say that for. Matthew Pell's event in June. That'll be the first run out for the Warriors. Well, yeah. Full list. Completely painted. Full list. Fully painted. Ready to rock. And first weekend of June. First weekend of June. And is mm. it, and is this the list you've been running more or less? Or are you just going to be like, I'm going to take five single models and that's going to be the list? Cause that's what it I'm might, able. it might come to that. We'll see. Yeah. How we, yeah. Like I, I painted a herald. So there's definitely going to be a herald in this. Okay. Double herald, triple giant. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Matthew Pell's event. We're here to talk about Scottish Championships. So, we've got 32 players. Uh, the breakdown of the armies uh, was actually pretty good, pretty even. Yeah, yeah. I was quite surprised, actually. Um, there are a couple of standouts. Um, like, you would expect with most events, you're always going to get a few armies that have a little bit more than average, but we've basically got every book represented bar one, um, yeah. only Infernal Dwarves aren't going to yeah. be represented, so that's really good. So there will be variety, um, hopefully across most people's games, unless you're really unlucky, you get paired into like five warrior players. Um, yes. Warriors at the top, right? Five warrior players. Yep. Four vampires. Is... Four vampires. And it's funny, um, given that you know you and James obviously aren't taking warriors, which you have been playing, so theoretically there could have yeah. been seven warriors at the event, yeah. which would have been really sad. So that's good that you've taken vampires. People, give people what you want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Warriors definitely stand out. Five um, different lists, and then, as you say, Vampires. I think that's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. But then I they, think, they've had 
quite a big change, right, with the last update. They have. I don't, I don't think thematically the change is a good thing. I don't think it makes the book better in terms of more enjoyable to play or easier to understand for opponents. Like, that, that was meant to be the objective, and I don't think it does that. However, what it does do is you can now combine a lot of the blood powers. Um, it makes the vampires a lot stronger themselves. So, um, we'll maybe talk a little bit about that when we go to the list, but there's some cool combos that you can now do with the, the vampires uh, themselves. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably why, and like, the players themselves, there's obviously myself, James, Iris James, and Jack Austin. So, like, that's three kind of regular vampire players. Uh, yeah. And then Gabby, straight out of the blocks, Gary Quirk, uh, who could have brought ID, uh, but he's gone with the vampires instead. I've never heard of Gary playing vampires before. So that's yeah, that was, he's, he's got an interesting list actually. Um, the, so you don't anticipate that, like, basically giving vampires any bit of a boost competitively, that change. You don't think it's going to translate into them maybe being a little bit more competitive? I think they've probably got a bit better because of it. Uh, and you can do some kind of janky stuff now that you shouldn't be able to do. Like there was rules in place in the previous edition that stopped you doing some some of this stuff. Oh, like having a shamanism dragon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think the problem has to be stronger. But I don't think it's actually a good It's lost a little bit to say the kind of, you know, why the book was fun to play before. Yeah. I'm being grumpy. That's alright. I mean, you're allowed to be grumpy. Um, yeah. Other, I mean, as, as I say, beyond that, like most of the books are represented. Um, Sylvan Elves, Dread Elves, and Ogres, they're the most uh, commonly picked after Warriors and Vampires. So there's yeah. three of each of them. Um, and then beyond that, it's, it's fairly average. Ones and twos, isn't it? Yeah, ones and twos. Dwarves. Uh, KOE and UD, there's two lists and everything else is, uh, there's one what's left of the ID, so fairly balanced. Yeah. Which is good, that's quite nice. Yeah, it's Surprising, I think. So, in terms of just kind of we'll talk a little bit about the magic breakdown, because I think that's going to be important, um, and some of the item combos, I think, that I took note of uh, are quite interesting. We'll talk a little bit about them in a second, but before we get to that, what were your kind of initial impressions of the lists? Because I don't think these lists are actually quite typical of what we've been seeing recently. I I think there's it's interesting. I think there's quite a few lists where there's a lot of really strong individual models, and then there's other ones that are like the complete opposite, where they're like super blocky, where you've got like you know triple flagellate block, or like triple um, swordmaster, or like double chosen, like. They're they're obviously like the antithesis of each other in a way. Like people are just doubling down on just taking more elite stuff, or other people are are still taking the the, the the really powerful single models. So to me, they were quite binary in a way. Like, hmm. um, and then sort of coupled with that was the magic. Um, that you kind of alluded to was just like seeing certain wars taken more than others and just a lot of like one or two in particular standing out. Um, I thought that was quite so well, not necessarily yeah. surprising, but given that, you know, we've basically got every army book represented, I might have 
thought, well, that might translate into a little bit more of a varied magic setup, given that you're going to have all the paths being accessible, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. Um, I haven't really looked at them beyond like points and things, just from like a checking them from like a legality point of view. But um, yeah, beyond that, I was kind of the same as you, and I kind of was like, oh, they are a little bit surprising. Um, I don't know if that's a little bit more of a reflection of like where the game is just now, and just in terms of people playing just very, very aggressively, like a lot of push lists. Um, not a lot of nuance <laughs> to some of them. Um, yeah. Which is a bit of a shame, um, but that's, that's just a bit of a general criticism I think I've, I've got in the game. Like, I don't, I don't think there's enough inbuilt synergy into how lists and books are designed. I really like how Empire is supposed to work. I wish more books had elements of that, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it is because it's a little bit more of a competitive event. People are like, well, I'm just going to take what's strong and, you know, if one unit is good, then two or three of them is generally better. But, yeah. You, you run the risk then of, you know, from an individual point of view of, well, oh, fuck, you, you get paired into a matchup and you get hammered because you're, you're being, you know, you've been put into like the counter, then <clears throat> there's a good chance you're going to take away like five or fewer points. So it might, be that we see a lot of really big scores and it's just going to come down to who got who. Yeah. So there might be some surprises um, after a couple of rounds in terms of where people are. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, my notes are much the same. Uh, Very blocky a lot of the lists. Um, We've got the kind of uh, top tier brain power of I will take three units of chosen this, I will take three units of merit bits, I will take three units of sword masters. There's, a, there's quite a lot of that, um, which is very rock, paper, scissors. And I think there there are certainly certain matchups that people will want to avoid because they've gone too far into the swing, but then it could work their way. I think that the draw is going to be hugely important in the event. There was no single list that stood out Whereas, you know, previous years we've had a couple of lists where, like, we think they're going to smash. I don't think that's the case this year. I think the draw is going to be super important. Um, and it's just really going to depend on who can get the run and who can play the, the better matchups. Um, surprised at the lack of shooting. There's not a huge amount of shooting on offer. The Sylvan Elves have all got the kind of elite shooting. Yeah. But apart from that, not a huge amount. Uh, I think Stephen Dorn's list has got the most in terms of small arms fire because he's got I think, 60 <laughs> state militia. Um, which again, something like the Swordmaster's uh, list is not going to play that. Yeah. Um, War Machine. Only, there's only one Vermin Swordmaster, right? So Only one Vermin, yeah. Um, and not, you know, as shooty as it could have gone. Yeah. Sean's list. It's quite, again, it's quite blocky. It's very combat uh, orientated. Um, War Machines were interesting, so there's War Machines in nine of the lists, but the vast majority of them are bolt throwers and ballistas. Uh, there's only four cannons, and those four cannons are in three lists. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, there's two dwarves, <laughs> they've both got a cannon, uh, and, oh, the, the nearest list, the, the double, uh, over cannon. Yeah, I've got 50% of all cannons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which again, if you get good matchups with that, I think you would do very well. If they hit. Uh, if they hit. But yeah, yeah. Classic war machines. 
There's interestingly quite a lot of cavalry on on the go. Um, the Dread Elves seem to have leaned quite heavily into the Dread Knights. Uh, Bai's got two tens of uh, warrior knights. There's two KO Weaveless. There's a lot of monstrous cavalry kicking about as well, which is, uh, you know, typically we don't tend to see a huge amount of cavalry, uh, but there's quite a lot at the event, which is quite interesting. Uh, and kind of linked to that and linked into the magic stuff, uh, alchemy is really low across the event. Alchemy is normally one of those ones that is a pretty safe bet. There's only three alchemy wizards at the event. Are any Where, of the masters at curiosity? One's a master. Just one, yeah. There's one master, one addict, one apprentice. So, if you've got lots of armor, cough, cough, KOE, cough, cough, warriors, uh, you could be able to do a bit of a job on people. Yeah. I mean, one of the other, yeah, one of the other magic paths, just where we're on top of uh, magic is evil. Um, So, I guess that's the alternative. You could take double snipe, and that's pretty good, obviously, on like Cav, especially. Yeah, and evil was by far the most popular um, path. So I'll maybe provide a bit of an overview of that just then if we can have a chat. Because there was 11 evil wizards across the event, 4 masters, 7 adepts. Um, and then the next highest was Cosmo, with 7 casters across the event, 4 masters, 3 adepts, 1 apprentice. And then the rest is a kind of a spattering. There's quite a lot, oh sorry, there's 8 shamanism. Uh, one master, four adepts, uh, three apprentices. Yeah, I think with the the last sort of batch of changes, like adepts have just gotten better. Just yeah. with the ability to take an extra spell if you want, and a lot of the items taking multiple casters just allows you to take more items in your list. And there's a lot of really good magic items now, but yeah. quite competitive. So you can see why even just taking an apprentice with a book, especially if you're taking something like shamanism. Is really good because it, it gives you so much in the list. You're getting spells, the ability to take more items that affect your whole army, and you're still relatively cheap. Like, you know, you can still do that for about 200 ish points. So you've basically got a fairly resilient chaff piece. Yeah. Well, so like it's it's super good. So, um, yeah, interesting. it's interesting. I yeah, think. Was... I'm, Sorry. No, I'm just. Here's a, here's something I was thinking about the other day, actually, about this. Like, I would say in a lot of paths, things like, you know, um, lowers like Evo are good examples of this, where I feel like people really are only interested in spells 1 to 4. And so masters become a lot less attractive. Mm. I almost feel like it would be better, or not necessarily better, but it would almost provide a little more balance within the sort of dynamics between apprentices, adepts, and masters, if some of those spells were maybe moved to the master end of things. Mm. Having an ability, like, even just reroll to hit, reroll to wound, like, that's such a core aspect of the game, right? It's just rolling dice to hit and to wound. Yeah. The fact that you can just get rerolls with your lore on an adept is super strong. Like, that's almost better than anything else you can do in that path. Regardless of what list you take. Yeah. And as I say, with the changes to like the Arcane Compendium and, and the items and things, like, I don't know, like, adepts almost seem better. And there are obviously exceptions, and depending on how you've written your list, 
like Masters is still competitive, but it's almost better, or arguably better, to take a couple of adepts or an adept and apprentice now. There was quite a lot of that. Um, so there was 17 Masters across, those are Masters across the list, yeah. and the list took double Master. So you're talking just over half um, of the list there are taking uh, a Wizard Master. There was quite a lot of lists that had two, three adepts, or an adept and a master, or a combination of adepts and Wizard Conclave. There were four Wizard Conclaves across the lists. There were 28 adepts of various descriptions. Mm. Um, we've also got one Canary Tower and one Herald. So if you include them, it kind of pushes them up as well. Only five apprentices across the event, but a lot of them, I think three of the five were in combination with the uh, Book of Arcane Master to give them the extra spell. Yeah. So, you know, a huge amount of adepts across the lists, and interestingly, you know, was it last year before, the big push of the update was to stop people just taking one master and to try and get them to diversify uh, their magic selection. And that certainly happened now, where you've got the amount of adepts almost double Although they might not have, uh, of masters. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're still, like, from a list point, list building point of view, like, I've noticed when I've sort of considered taking multiple casters is ultimately you need to weigh up what you're getting for, like, the points. Because the flip side of taking multiple casters, you can take more items, but then it, it almost becomes more expensive. So at that point, you're not actually saving any points. So yeah. it's a question of is that diversity? And more items better than what the master gives you, and sometimes it isn't. So I guess there is still a degree of balance in terms of the choice that you have to make, which is good. But I don't know. I'm, I think I won't be surprised if certain things get reeled back a bit. Like if they change the Book of Arcane Mastery, I won't be surprised. I think that's maybe. I think it's arguably too good. But I'd like to change. I, I prefer this version to what it was. But yeah, it is. I mean, there was seven Book of Arcane Masters across the list, which actually I was. I thought it would be a bit higher. Um, there was nine heirlooms. Yeah. So that's obviously you know obviously the other common com, uh, combo that we see is an adept with uh, an heirloom or an apprentice with an heirloom. Um, only eight crystal balls. And only one binding scroll, which was really surprising. I think I think the binding scroll thing is has been a thing for a while in the UK compared to a lot of like European lists, where I I think certainly like an, yeah, at an ETC level they're a lot more common in European lists compared to like lists you would see in the home nations and it lists in, in different like UK based events like. I remember at the end of ETC 2019 thinking, next time I come to ETC, I'm bringing binding scrolls. Yeah. Everyone's brought them, but there's a fucking reason. Like, there, you still need to know when, when to use it, but it's such a powerful tool to have. Like, I can see why. But yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a long-standing trend within UK lists. You don't really see a lot of binding scrolls. Yeah. I think Crystal Ball is arguably better. It's like the less points, and you can use it every, every turn. 
but maybe it just depends on your on your list. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Crystal Ball. Uh, I I get to always try and get it in a list if I can. Um, but yeah, the other kind of common magical items. Uh, it's a smattering, really. There's three rods of battle, uh, four lightning van braces, which is quite interesting. Um, and then essence of free mind, scepter power, binding scroll there, one of each across the list, and then two crowns of the, the lizard kings. Yeah. So, I think yeah. The lightning van braces is good just because of the spike. Just rolling the yeah, it's yeah. really good for such a, what can be a throwaway spell, like if you if you've got a lot of nasty stuff, then that's likely to be the thing that you have to lay through, right? Or yeah, it just that psychological effect on your opponent and them knowing like, oh, you could do that, and it's yeah, it's good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, relatively stable, I think, as a sample. Um, nothing hugely kind of appearing more than it should. Um. Some of the, you know, druidism, there were only two druidisms. Were they, um, interestingly, were they both in Sylvan or KOE lists? I think one, one Sylvan, one KOE, I think, yeah. off the top of my head. Both masters, interestingly. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They're, they both are really good, um, in those armies. I actually played against Colin the other week there, and he was, he was running a, a druidism sorry's list. Yeah. And it, it is still like really good lore. Yeah. Like, um, it's I, I I just generally I like what they've done to the Judaism and that they have simplified it somewhat and I like the general effect now that it's sort of tied to multiple pieces of terrain. Albeit yeah. it's only six inches, but with the amount of terrain on a table that will still cover a lot of the table. Um and the spells are still really effective. Um, which is good. So yeah, I don't think it's I, quite, I don't think it's quite finished, but um yeah, I think it's been good. I think the last patch as well, because um for Scottish Championships we're not actually gonna be using like the, the incoming patch. Um we're using the previous one. Um I think it's definitely gone better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other paths there, um, you know, occultism, there were three, all of which are adepts. Uh, alchemy three, like I mentioned, one of each. Um, pretty, you know, pretty similar spatters across the, the three big ones that stood out were, um, evil, cosmo, and, and shamanism with eleven. Did you, seven, how eight. many, out of curiosity, how many pyro? There are four pyros, uh, two masters, two addicts. Okay. I think there's, yeah, there's there's a few lists that will be really susceptible to pyros. So kind of like what we were saying before about matchups. Yeah. There'll be certain armies that will just be like keeping their fingers crossed they don't run into them. Yeah. Absolutely. But there's not a lot of them, so that's good for them for those lists. Well, quite a lot of dread elves uh, and elves generally. Uh, yes. Yeah. Again, I think this is where the shooting thing will come in because, you know, what the hell's not like? Like, shooting. Um, and I think a couple of lists, like, I think your list, the Pyromaster, and the Cannons to uh, counter single models, and the Tuskers, the Merkvets, I think that stands very well in the field. There's a couple of lists like that that have kind of maybe just, I don't think there's any kind of killer 
lists, but no. there's a couple that I've got the tools to, to do well should the draw fall in their favour. Yeah. Which is probably a good point where we can start talking about the list themselves. So we are going to do the draw tonight, uh, and we're going to do that after we've kind of spoken a little bit more about the list. But um, what were your kind of favourite lists? So we'll, we'll talk about who we think is going to be at the podium or near the podium at the end of the event. But just in terms of the list that you read and you liked, or the ones that stood out to you, what were your picks? Um, I'd say Matt's Warriors list, just very selfishly, just because it had certain units in it that I always used to like to play. Yeah. And you don't see them a lot, generally. So he's got two units of six force one with damnation and great weapons. And he's got two forsaken ones with a character with the Lord of the Damned. He doesn't have any wretched ones, but theoretically he could have if they pop. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it'll be fun to play. Um, I don't know how competitive it is. I mean, he's, I mean, there's nothing in it that's bad. He's got a warrior block. Two monsters, he's got some chosen, he's got a herald. I mean, the, the wizard on the chariot's fairly resilient. Like, it's all good, so there's no reason why it can't do well. But I just, it just looks fun to me just with those four units, because they are really, really good to play, and, um, I, I think the, the great weapons on them is just because he doesn't care. <laughs> because that, it's just like, yeah, they'll hopefully do some damage, but if they pop, Great. Like, you know, I just want them to sit and block and potentially do some damage before they get taken off. But I'll take a some doing because they're both fairly resilient. So, um, yeah, that was one list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, so I, I picked up three which I really liked. Um, I picked Martin's list. Yeah. Was this in any part because I know you've been talking to him about developing a, a list? No, so because if you had whatever, no, whatever advice I give to Martin, he's like, yeah, that's a good idea, and he does the fucking opposite. So, I don't okay. think yeah, this is not a list that <laughs> I helped him write. Martin gets um, L points as well. People, um, that obviously, as you're listening to this, you might be able to read the list, but you'll see Martin's actually gone that little bit beyond, and he's put a little bit of flavour on his list in terms of names and, and things, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I like this is a list that Martin just thinks looks cool and just wants to play. So that's why I picked it because I think it is. So he's got I, like a goblin king on the chariot. Yeah, uh, he's got the cave goblin on the uh, cave nasher. He's got a feral uh, wyvern. He's got two blocks of goblins with the Mad Garrets, he's got Boar Riders, he's got Ed Bashers on the boars, he's got Nash and Dashers, Goblin Raiders, a Great Green Idol, and then two giants who are lovingly named after you and I. Yeah, we were the inspiration. Yeah. Um, I actually played against this yesterday. We, we've got, we just played, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, we only played through three turns, because that was sort of time poor, and had to be done by a certain time, but um, it, I wouldn't say this is a bad list at all. Um, it's got a lot of moving parts and there's certain things that you know he needs to be careful of um, but there's a lot of things in there that are actually quite good and they're not particularly expensive like the, the two characters the the Goblin King and the and the, and the General uh, on the Chariot are both very good um, they're not particularly expensive he's got a lot of chaff, he's got a lot of like individual moving parts so he, he can he's got a lot of mobility um, I think it it struggles a little bit in combat. Like with our game, 
I was able to sit back a little bit and do a little bit of range damage, which kind of neutered one of the calf blocks. But um, I think all that still comes at a cost, and he has a lot of redundancy in the list. As I say, none of the units are particularly expensive. So as long as he can play for the objective, like if he's able to like put this down and push at someone if he wanted to, it's quite easy for him to get round and to sort of block the opponent just because he's got yeah. a lot of speed. So I think it's got some some really nice moving parts. I think it'll be fun to play over the, over the weekend as well. Um, I think if he doesn't get the, the sort of matchups in game that he needs, it, it it could be bad, just like anything else. But I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think it's a nice list, fun yeah. list. Gunning for best painting as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's got high hopes. He's been putting in the hours, so we'll wait and see. But um, I obviously saw his army yesterday, and it does look very, very, very nice. So I think he'll be a strong contender for best painting, certainly. Cool, cool. Um, any other lists that jumped out to you? Um, I quite like Gary's vampire list. Oh yeah. Partly because it was, it reminded me of one of the lists I sent to you last week that was in that um, team event, mm. and it's basically three vampire courtiers and two varkalaks, and then he's got a bunch of other stuff. That was he got like a big ghoul block. Um, trying to find what, it in the list. Of skeletons of halberds, uh, the Levis Company, Direwolf. Nine raids with the Conclave Champion, eight Phantom Hosts, um, six Vampire Knights, Smokeland, yeah, and then double Backlash. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not the same as the list that I sent you, but it's got similar elements. Um, and I just wondered, like, what you maybe thought of that, because obviously I don't know all the new combos and stuff with how they've changed the, the blood powers, but, I mean, it's triple adept, so a lot of magic. Which is good. Two big blocks. Wraith seem quite popular generally in a lot of the vampire lists. I've noticed. I think has everyone taken wraiths? Uh, I didn't. I was the one that did. I took the uh, spectre instead. Uh, right, it's, okay. it's because uh, previously you had to go Nosferatu to get the uh, okay. cognitive yeah champion, whereas now you can just get that. So they've taken blood ties out of the book. Um, so you can now do stuff like combining uh, shamanism, mage, and race, things like that. you know, things that you weren't allowed to do previously. You can do all these kind of combos. Yeah. Um, so Gary's got a little bit of that going on. Um, there are obviously three spectral steeds, so these are the flying ones. Um, and he's got a uh, uh, Cosmo adept, a uh, shamanism adept, and an evil adept. So it's definitely got tricks. Um, the the courtiers should be able to kind of pick and choose their targets. Um, either that, or you just put all three of them in that vampire night unit. Mm. Just rams that at people. I was going to say, do you think he would have been better rather than taking wraiths? Would be to take the the mountain variant just because he does have three mountain lords, so it just gives them more. So they can't join the spectral hunters with the other thing because they're ghosts. Uh, you have to be a ghost to join the ghosts. Oh, that's sad. They didn't get rid of that restriction, at least. No, no. They actually need to... I think they might need to rework that because the, the ghost character... Oh, no, the Banshees are still there. Yeah, because the fell rate's no longer a thing. He got cut. Uh, whereas previously, he was the only character that could have joined the Spectral Hunters. 
So you think that's what he'll do? He'll just he'll just put them all in the one unit and then they'll just march up and then they'll just all fuck off when he needs them to and just be a pain in the bum? Yeah, probably. Or if he's got something scary in front of him, he'll just push the... How resilient are these characters? Like, what's the, the sort of saves on them? Um, so the the Brotherhood of the Dragon one, uh, who's BSB, he's got plate armor and a shield. So you'll have a three up. Um, the general uh, has heavy armor, alchemist, alloy, shield. So he'll also be a three up. Uh, so I don't think the spectral steed gives you any armor. And if it does, it, it, it might give you one, so it might be two ups. Okay. Um, but we're not talking special saves on these guys. No. So, I, this is where the, the, the list might struggle. It's just that at the end of the day, those are characters with three wounds and an armor save. So, there's stuff that can pick them off, like evil masters, of which there are four <laughs> at yeah. the event. But, I mean, it's, it's cool, and it's like, it can go very well. Like that list that you sent me, this is a list from the French team championship yeah. where it had a, a very similar idea, but they were meant to be told and be monstrous reference, yeah. So it, it does it does work, it can work. Um, but you're just going to need to be careful because the, the core tiers look really good, but they can just get picked off. Yeah. It's cool, though. It is cool. Um, Vampire Knights are very good just now as well because they've gone down quite significantly in cost. Yeah. I mean, how... Are those courtiers relatively killy? I mean, they are, they are still vampires, right? So. Yeah, I mean, they've got four attacks. Um, and they've all got lances in them. The, the Blood Dragon one has got lance and hand. <laughs> so presumably they're all going to be hitting most things on threes. Yeah, they'll be hitting most things on threes and then they're strength six. Yeah, so if that's all, if that's the thing, that that'll work. Right, okay, cool. So yeah, they are, they are good. Yeah, they are. Okay, um, that's interesting. Yeah, that that one kind of stood out to me as well, just because of the the three mounted characters. Okay. Um, another list for me, uh, as much as it pains me to say, uh, I really like Francis list. <laughs> the one, oh no, there's two dwarven holds us. Yeah, there's two dwarven holds us, yeah, and he gets the prize for taking the more interesting dwarven holds list. Yeah, okay. uh, I think this is actually a really good, well thought out list. Uh, I played it. <laughs> it was just surprising coming from France. <laughs> <laughs> just, why is there not, you know, like a hundred secrets and that's it. Um, I think this list kind of, I like lists where you can kind of read them and you can, like, units have jobs in the list. Yeah. And it's not just that I've taken 15 chosen knights because they're good. Yeah. It's like this unit's in this list to do this job, this unit's to do this job. And I think this list does that. Um, I played against it last week or the week before. Um, and Fraz is using it in that way. It's quite clear that the units have got assigned tasks. And it's, it's hard as nails. But it can also push up, which I think is the key thing for dwarves. That they're not just going to kind of sit back and concede on objectives or not be able to play the game. He's yeah. got um, the Dragon Seeker with um, a group of the Vanguard and Skirmish Seekers. He's got Thane General. Um, Thane BSB, and then two Thanes with great weapons because they've all got battle runes, so that's where he's getting his magic from, which it basically lets them, I think he's got six runes in total, and it lets them basically take three and three of the same one, so he's he's kind of got that redundant. It's a shit, you know, it's bad game mechanics, uh, but it, it's what dwarves have to do to get an effective magic phase. Uh, he's got the Runic Smith with uh, Rune of Grounding, which is absolutely amazing, so this is the, um, 
is it is grounding or harnessing? I can't remember. Uh, is the one where within 24 inches you can't uh, channel, you cancel your channel. Yeah, it's really good fuck. Really, really strong. Uh, and especially in lists that rely on the adepts, because you're not getting the plus ones, you really need that extra dice. Yeah. Um, very effective. Um, he's got a big block of 35 spears, two wings of uh, guildcrafted handguns, six hold guardians, uh, two vengeance seekers, a steam copter, and then three blisters and a cannon. Yes. I think it's really, really well rounded. He's tweaked it. I played him a few weeks ago, and he's tweaked it. He's added the copter, and he's dropped. I think he originally had two flame cannons, so he's just put the regular cannon in there with the other yeah. copter. Um, the did you out of curiosity when you played this? Did you fight the clan warrior, Rick? Yes. What did you fight it with, and did you win? Um, it was a bit of a weird game. Like I was running a um, kind of shitty vampire list. Uh, so it was a bad matchup anyway, but the, the block went in and smashed one of my skeleton units. Yeah. And then got charged in the rear by a skeleton unit and should have broken, but it didn't. So I think he ended up killing three skeleton blocks with that one unit. Was that so because it, of, then was it just, he just held on a check or did he have the hold stone? He more? just held. Yeah, well he had the hold stone the first time, then I charged him again and should have broken again. Um, well, like, I won combat and he tested it again, so it's not, so it should have broken. But yeah, it's, I think that's a unit that looks really hard, but you've got to kind of, you either, if you've got the tools to kill characters, you just got to go and start killing characters. Um, or you, you basically just got to kind of try and win it across the game, because if you only fight it once, you're not going to beat it. You've kind of got to fight it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Vengeance Seekers and the, the other Seeker unit with the Seeker character are quite annoying to deal with. Because I feel like when I was playing him, that because he is kind of pushing at you and he's using them to put pressure on different points, like, you've got to clear that away. Especially, like, if like I was playing Ogres, so, like, the fucking Dragon Seeker guy is doing multiple wounds. Like, yeah. I can't just let him run around fighting what he wants because he'll just start taking shit off, so... You almost have to like clear a lot of this stuff before you do try and push, because if you do need to try and multi-charge that block, then he's got a lot of tools to stop you from doing that. Yeah. While having a lot of his own shooting to like be flanking wounds off, like the blister, like amazingly good value. Yeah, eighty-five points for blisters. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I know, like, pardon the awful pun, they're hitting this, but like, for eighty-five points, I feel like eighty-five points is too cheap. For any kind of war machine. I would agree. But that's not, again, that's not his fault. That's just a game thing. But yeah, it's a very good list. Yeah, really like it. I think it'll do well. Um, the whole Guardians are so good. So, so good. Um, they are good. I feel like if you've got, I don't, I, they are very good and they, you have to like dedicate something good to get rid of them. Um, the banner as well is annoying on it. Um, I think it basically gives them like an for the addition for the purposes of steadfast. It gives you an additional plus one. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's having an extra one. So it's um, annoying. Like uh, you've got to you've got to probably put something in of a, an equal or greater cost to to just remove them. Um, and there's no guarantee because they could just stick because it is dwarves. So yeah, that's a good list. Really good.
Okay. Uh, your final favourite list? Um, final favourite? I don't know if, I'm, if I'd say it's it's a favourite because of like the all-round list, but I would just randomly give a shout-out to Danny's list because he's bringing the Titanopod <laughs> from Sorry Agents. <laughs> and I've never seen anyone use it, so I'm just curious to see how it does over the weekend. Um, it, I think it's a fucking ridiculous model, but like I want to see it <laughs> on the table. <laughs> it's got the advantage that no people have played this stuff previously, <laughs> so like nobody knows about it. So it could end up, you know, stomping to death monsters. It can stomp monsters, so it can stomp monsters, it can stomp fucking monsters infantry. So like, I I know I'm gonna end up playing against it, and it's just gonna be stomping monsters. Pistol, because mechanic won't be doing jack to it for reasons. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like like his. Yeah, there there were other parts of his list that stood out. Like, I don't understand how ten raptor are less than two hundred points. Yeah, it's stupid. Like that book needs a bit of a nerf. I think there are a lot of really strong things in that book. Um, the, he's got that mind shifting mastery thing on the archmage, which I really fucking like. And that was the thing I was talking to you about, uh, where you can basically choose the attribute that you cast from yeah. the three paths. So you can basically choose the alchemy, witchcraft, and div yeah. attributes, and like. Colin had that when I played him. And it was really fucking good. Yeah, it's got two flaming banners by accident, I see. Yeah. So it's like, I don't need to bring alchemy. I can get that reroll to wound synergy. Um, I don't know if he's got it in his list, but then, you know, you've got, a, you've got the ability to get reroll to hit quite easily in that book. Um, so, it's really strong. Yeah, actually, I forgot to note mine. My notes that he's got two of the uh, champion conclaves as well, so that takes us up to six for the wizard conclaves. Yeah, lots of other. Yeah, very infuriating. The only the one thing I'd say in that book is it's I can I can kind of get why, but the balance to that is that the a lot of the enclaves are like just the same spells. It, there's not like tons of variety across the different ones. Yeah, it tends to be the same spells you can get, but it's a really nice way of boosting your face. So, um, yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of shit and that's that's shit I don't like playing against, so I think that'll be good. I think that'll do well as well. Cool. And Danny's got a bit of a bit of a previous rap sheet for Scottish events. He tends to do well. Yeah, he's, he routinely does well when he comes up. I'm surprised he took Sorians, to be honest. I thought he might suddenly then Selvins, but maybe he's going to be running these guys for the next few rounds. So. Yeah, well, I, I hear on the grapevine that he's got a 3D printer um, and he's just rapidly printing out <laughs> that he likes. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, my final favourite list shout out uh, is to Kev. Kev's oh right, yeah, it's Kiwi list. Kiwi list. Um, again, I just like this because it's quite clear that he's written this, and like the units all have a purpose. Um, so I'm just furiously scrolling to get it up on the screen. Uh, so he's got a hippogriff lord. With the Divine Judgment lands, Pretty Rich Valor. Uh, he's got another Lord as his BSB with um, the Wizard King on him and Shield Breaker and stuff like that. He's got a Damsel with Dev on a Unicorn. He's got 13 Feudal Knights um, and then another 9 Feudal Knights with the Banner of Ellen, which is really shy, which basically means that when they get charged, they kind of charge them so they get their lances. Uh, 16 
crossbows, nine knights of the quest with a relic shroud, which are really good. 705 points, expensive, but really good. Uh, 25-minute ar- arms, uh, relic rave, which is in them, five yeomen, eight hooded men with longbows, two scorpions, and one unit of one of my favourite units in the Kaylee book that just nobody seems to take is Friars yeah. Lanterns. Uh, I seem to remember about ten years ago when we did the review for when the, the new KOB book came out, we were talking about Friars Lanterns just with the ability to also take like witchcraft spells and just yeah the yeah. amount of options you've got to fuck with movement now. It's a good idea. It's going to change the game. <laughs> <laughs> Another hot take from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I really good. Um, I like the list. It all kind of works well together. He's got options as well. Like it's not the standard KOE list where it's all knights and they have to, you know, get a charge. He's got things like the men at arms and the bits of shooting that you can clear chaff and use the men at arms as kind of a block to push up, especially for objectives. Um, and he's got like the hippogriff lord to give it a little bit more maneuverability and things like that. I, I, I like it. It's a good list. Yeah, that's new. I, I played Kev a couple of times in the last couple of months. And the hippogriff is definitely new, so it'll be good to see how that does for him this week. Yeah. Um, but no, the rest of it seems fairly solid. See, like, he's got scorpions, he's got fucking ballista. At least they're like an extra 25 points or whatever it is. They've like, got that's... Yeah, they used to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, so those are the favourites, but do they translate into our top picks for the podium? So, Paolo. Were there any lists that jumped out to you that you think they're going to be in and about it by the end of the day? Um, the short answer is no. I didn't... I mean, it would be easy to pick out a couple and just say that because either the book's really strong or, like, for instance, like, Sylvan Elves are doing really well just now. So there's a few Sylvan Elf lists. They've got a lot of elite shooting, so you know, that can be good. Uh, you know, Josh Burns has been doing fairly well has Sylvans, so I don't know. Like I, I didn't feel like there was anything that was like earth shatteringly good. Yeah. As as we said, like there's a few like sort of just push lists, spam lists, where they could do just very good as well. Like, you know, Edge runs sixteen Merpacks. Like that's going to be strong <laughs> because yeah. Merc Vets are good. There's, you know, double chosen night, uh, chosen unit with match running. Like, yeah, that's going to be good because I don't know. Like, it doesn't. There was no list that I was like, oh man, that's a genius list. Yeah. That's going to do really well. It was all either just, oh, they've just brought all the, the, the stuff that works and they've brought magic to buff it, basically. Um,. I didn't really feel like there was anything in particular that was like, oh yeah, that's def- definitely going to be in the podium. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I think it's judging by just the lists. I think it's really just going to come down to who's lucky enough to get the matchups that they want, and it does that. Does that give them enough into day two to give them enough of a boost? But yeah, um, not particularly, to be honest. So, we'll wait and see. What about you? No, I was the exact same. I think the draw is basically going to decide this. Uh, I don't think, like I said, that I don't think there's any lists that are like proper killer lists that we think, you know, as the lists come in, they're just going to naturally do well. 
or you know, there's a really good player that's got a lot of momentum behind them with a certain list. I don't think we really have that this year, which is which is good because I think it, you know, it's a pretty level playing field, um, and there's there's the potential for interesting matchups throughout the the five games. But I think um, in terms of the top spots, I think the Warriors players will be there because of the way that the magic in the field's fallen. I think that favours them. Uh, especially Matthew's list and Tim's list, I think, have the potential to do very well. Yeah. Uh, I think the Ogres can do very well. I think you and Ed, and Ed because he's got 16 Merc Vets, and you because you've got a kind of, you know, the Swiss Army knife um, in terms of the matches. But again, I think those, both of those lists are will need a bit of, not luck, but if they avoid... A handful of the more problematic lists, I think they can do well across the five games. And I think Dread Elves can have a good weekend as well. Because there's a lot of very blocky combat oriented lists, and I still think that Dread Elves shred. Um, yeah. I think especially uh, Henry's and James's list. Um, Henry's is a bit more flexible, it's got a bit more kind of different moving parts, um, and James's list is just three big blocks and just fuck you, basically. Um, but again, if he gets things like, if he plays against the Swordmasters and he plays against um, <laughs> the other kind of with the blocky list, like the Vermin things, I think he's just going to shred. So, I, I totally agree. I think it's so much of this is going to come down to who gets the, the matchups and who can kind of build momentum across the five games. Yeah, that's fair enough. Which is cool. So it's it always cool. playful. Yeah, it should be nice and open. Yeah. Except from the bathroom. We'll finish the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, so what's your, judging by like, you know, the lists, what, do you have any kind of estimation for how you think your list should do? Like, players and all that kind of stuff aside, like where do you think it sits? Um, Upper half? Middle, like I, I don't know. Like I, I took vampires because I wanted to. Well, James and I, <laughs> James and I are, are grudging that we won. We've been playing a lot of warriors recently, and we kind of thought oh, we'll go back to vampires and kind of give them a run out. And especially because I'm going to hopefully be playing warriors by the summer, um, I wanted to kind of do a kind of last hurrah with the, the vampires. So uh, I'm not. I'm really not going into this. You know, I think it could be either, you know, an alright weekend or a pretty painful weekend, depending on it. So no, no expectations, getting your excuses set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's okay though, like, I think, you know, I'm glad I went through the three banshees, because I think, and Jack Austin did this for his vampire list as well. I think the three banshees are actually really good against, maybe 75% of the list here. Um, the dragon, it's good as well, so I've got a shamanism dragon. He can do work. Um, that scummy thing you said that the, the vampires can do now, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, but it takes and show everyone, like, this is why you shouldn't be able to do this, because he gets <laughs> cannoned off and ballisted off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, okay, just nice to the, you know, vampires yeah, I think when you've when you've got a really nicely painted army, it's, it's obviously a shame not to get to use it because you're wanting to try other things. You spend all that time, like, years putting it together and you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to play something else for a while for some variety, but then you've got this army staring at you, you're like, oh, 
Should we do it's, it's, it's funny, yeah, like, after I submitted the list, which was a fucking ordeal as well, because I kind of forgot about list submission, mm. um, and then Jordan and I were, like, drinking at dinner, <laughs> like, got to, like, 10 o'clock and I hadn't written this list yet. So I actually text James right oh, before okay. the submission. I was like, I've had too much to drink. Is this good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> so I can blame him if it all goes tits up as well. Yeah, but that's fair. I got all this stuff out of the cupboard. Because you knew you were going to grudge. He was like, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. He said, um, yeah. I actually think our game's going to be quite interesting because I think it's pretty even. Like, the lists are pretty, like, um, pretty even. It could go either way. Mm. So that, that'll be a cool game. But, uh, yeah, I got all the boxes out, because they've just been sitting in the cupboard for ages, and, uh, getting them all out, I was like, ah, oh, I fucking love this army. It's so, you know, I just, I love the models, love the, um, the way it looks on the table, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's always worth it putting the effort in, kids, so, you know, moral of the story is paint your models, you will enjoy the game a thousand times more than not. Um, okay then, so, what about yourself? Um, as it stands, you're playing. We've got one list that's not been sent in just now, so there's a potential drop out there. Hopefully yeah. not. But, um, if you go in and play, are you just going to be kind of TON first, or are you um, Yeah, I personally, I don't like having to play at events that I'm running because it's a pain in the ass. Even if, you know, everyone's yes, quite happy just to sort of play and not really ask much in the way of questions, it's nice to be able to just float around, watch the games, just make sure everything's okay, and then do all the running about in between rounds, but needs must, and it's good yeah. practice for ATC, so I'm looking forward to going, and if I do get to play, it's a bonus, so it'll be fun, and it's a good crowd of people, um, so as I say, it's definitely looking forward to that side of it. I think the list has got a lot of good things in it, given what is being bought by everyone else, like yeah. where there are blocky lists, I've got uh, the magics, Potentially very good there. Um, I've got, you know, bombardiers, so I can at least thin shit out before hopefully getting the charge off on stuff. Um, yeah. I've got two fairly fast units that can still zone. And I've got all my three combat units are strength six, AP three, so I can deal with armor. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Um, and I've got the cannons for single models, so it was sort of designed to be multi-purpose. Um, there are compromises, we should, we should say, and then certain things, like the, the, the characters are not well defended at all. So like, if they get into the wrong fights, they're fucked, but it should be fine. Um, no, I, I think on paper, it should be in the upper half. Um, but I don't know, as we say, it depends on the matchups. If we get the yeah. right matchups and I play like shit, then I deserve to come bottom, so we'll wait and see. <laughs> Well, it's good as well that, you know, the this was written with that kind of all-comers purpose in mind, and that hopefully that's what's going to happen now. Like, you've got to get the, the theory and the practice. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, there's, I mean, I've played Ogres now for, I don't know, three years? And I've basically used everything in the book, so, like, I feel like I, like, I kind of know what's good and what's bad. Like, even when people say, like, oh, that's a really good matchup, I'm like, uh, <laughs> it might not be. Yeah. Like, Dread Elves, I generally find, are quite a hard matchup for readers. Um, if you can't thin them out enough, they'll still kick the shit out of you in combat. They're just too elite to deal with. 
Um, so I'm waiting to see. I'm not putting any expectations on the list. Okay. Uh, but well, yeah, that'll be a good testing ground certainly to see if it's got legs. So Paul predicts podium. No, well, <laughs> I would never go that far. <laughs> the last time I did an event, I was dangerously close to podium, but then I didn't. I think I missed out on a game, which didn't help. But um, yeah, I'm just. I'm hopefully just going to recreate that sort of no expectation, relaxed vibe. And if things go well, then that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, I don't really care. It would just be good to play just, five games. Yeah, no bad way to be, to be honest. Like I think yeah. generally you play better when you're more relaxed. I think errors sneak in when you, you're kind of overthinking things. Yeah, don't, it put too much pressure on yourself, and yeah. it's not really good. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Okay, right. Well, will we get this draw sorted? Yeah. Give, give the people what they want. So there's two grudges. There's myself and uh, James McDonald, Irish James. Vampire. Vampire, vampire. Yeah. And then there's also James Root and the lovely Peter Benson have uh, grudges as well. So um, those taking those four players out of things just now, um, Paolo, do you want to start telling us what the random matchup maker has made of these lists? Okay, so the first match we're going to have uh, the one and only uh, read, Johnny Wicklow is going to be playing against Barry Lynch. So that is seven elves against warriors. Yes, so that might be good for Johnny. I'm assuming he brought like twenty pathfinders. <laughs> he's got a lot. He's got the um, briar maidens for the poison shield, uh, and I think he's got pathfinder. Let me have a look. Uh, is he the the pick? Uh, he's not. He's got he's got ten huntsmen, which are good in the matchup. He's got twelve blade dancers. He's got the briar maidens. He's not got the pathfinders, which might be crucial. Cool. Okay, yeah, well, that helps Barry then. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Barry's just going to push because it's good on Barry. He's going to try and insert himself into Johnny as fast as possible. <laughs> yep. But uh, Barry's always nice about inserting himself into strangers. Yes, he does it with a with a smile and a and a cheeky beer. Or a cider. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Next one, we are going to have uh, Jack Austin. And his vampires. Mm-hmm. You see, you gave that's the wrong kind of dead. And he is going to be playing against Tim Botnick and his warriors. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Just going to write these down. Yeah, I'm writing down the other way. That's important. And then Tim, because I can never spell his last name. Um, next up, we're going to have. So we're going to have Cameron Armitage. Okay. And his ogres against James McCormick and his warriors. Oh. So Cameron has recently joined our merry band. Um, he's played a few games. Obviously, this is uh, Nick and the Rose Brother. So yeah. He's been in and amongst it. Um, unfortunately for him, James is a long-term ogre player. So we'll know Cameron's list very well. Yes. So that might give him the edge. Um, but, you know, Cameron has got the Kagadai Great Can, and he's got Merc Vets and other nasty stuff, so he can certainly hold his own in combat, so that'll be an interesting game. Yeah. Good punch up. Okay. So, where are we? So, next up, we're going to have Martin Bueno, the salt oh. miner, and he's going to be up against. Matt Wilson. 
Okay. Hawks and Goblins versus Warriors. Tell you what, that could be an interesting game. Um, so Matt's running the double. F- yeah, that might be an interesting game. Yeah, because the second ones might be the clincher in that matchup, actually. Yeah. Wait and see. I mean, they're, I love Forsaken Ones. They're very, very, very good. And if in doubt, even if they don't kill stuff, they'll just hold stuff for days. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, no, that should be, be a fairly open game as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Right, so then we are going to go to... Next up, we have Josh Burns. Okay. Sylvan Elves. Up against Ollie Mather. And okay. Elves. Now, Josh does have all the elite shit. Yes, he does. Um, I think Ollie does have. I mean, I think who gets the first turn and that's going to be big. Because Ollie's got the two, two big super fast chariots and a scourge. Does yeah, I, I like Ollie's list. He's got two big blocks to suck him by. Um, I think the thing that might come back to get him is he's only got one big demon. Yeah. Which means it's, he's going to attract a lot of fire. It's double double harbinger as well, right? He's got double harbinger. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So next up, uh, we're going to have Kev Stonebanks. Here we go. Um, and his KOE versus Artem and his Sylvan Elves. So I'm sure Kev will be devastated at this news. Because <laughs> I don't think he would like a lot of elite shooting. If he's brought that, I know he's got double um, Kestrel Knight in his list, doesn't he, Artem? Does, yeah, so he's got uh, 26 gold archers, um, two sixes of Kestrel Knights, three fives of Heath Riders, uh, eight Huntsmen, two sets of five uh, Pathfinders, and a thick and smoke the character. So it's not as, uh, I mean, it's, it's still not great for KOE, but it's not as bad as it could be. And the good thing about Kev's list is that he has options, so it might not be as bad as potentially it could have been for a KOE list. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, next up we have yours truly, myself and my oh. army of fatties. Is he going to get it? Is he gonna uh, get it? I'm going to think guy. Oh. So I will find out all about this vampire list. Yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty of excuses to work. I'll come with my excuses ready in hand. Yeah. Well, um, uh, the cannons might be getting used as chariots in that matchup. It's not particularly uh, great for them. Unless you want to try and snipe off of our club. Uh, well, it depends. They've got the volley gun. Yeah. So if people forget about that, you know, that could be nice. And their peril. You know, AP four shots onto some vampire knights might be quite nice. Yeah. I love Gary as well. He's such a good fun player. So yeah, that would be good. Idea. I don't think I've played Gary before. That'd be good. Good crack. Good crack. Uh, next up, we have Danny and his Sonyons. Jurassic Park. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, and his Titanopod is going to be trying to stomp all over <laughs> Fraz. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a waste, isn't it? I mean, you can always stop dwarves. 
I don't, well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, you've got the bolt throwers and stuff to do with the monsters. Dragon Seekers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There. Fraz goes into that with the edge, I think, but, um, that would be quite cool. Yeah. Uh, right, next up, we uh, Nick Armitage and his, um, army of angry goats. Slash all the minotaurs. It's, he's only got one unit of minotaurs. Is there seven in the unit though? You've got two characters? Yeah, it's very conservative for now. Yeah. It's very conservative. And he is going to be playing Kev Bromley. Okay, so Kev is bringing dwarves. Nick does know dwarves, so that will really help his cause. Um, let me just double check. I think Nick's going to head to the curve as well, bringing back the gore tracks just as they're about to come into prime season with a new update. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, I was going to say, like, he's, he's really enjoying Evo just now, which is why he's stuck with it for the list, but I can see him switching to Druid, <laughs> Druid yeah. as the new batch comes out. Uh, next up, we have, uh, Monroe Armitage. And the last of the Ar- Armitage clan. Yeah. Last of the Armitages. Um, and he is going to be playing Shane Baxter. Okay. This is the no magic UD list. No magic, was it? Two mounted Shire Guardian characters and then double Sphinx? Yes. Yep. Who needs magic when you have all the monsters? Exactly. Not Shane. Not Shane. That's um, next up, we're gonna have. Daniel Ewing? This is the, the new chap. Awesome. Can- can't say what he's playing because this is the list that we're waiting for. So, Welcome aboard, Dan. Yeah. I'd, am I right in saying that Daniel hasn't been to a meet up yet? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's really diving into the deep end here. Might be wrong, but. Uh, might, it might be, I may regret this weekend, we'll see. Uh, hanging out with the like Buzz. <laughs> more <laughs> than <a> game. <laughs> Um, and he's going to be playing Stephen Dorning, so that's good. Okay, Ste- good. Stephen is a lovely chap, so that's a good first yes. opponent. Um, obviously, we will when we release the podcast episodes, we will have the all the lists written down. If we still don't have Daniel's, that will be released ASAP once we get it. So, apologies to Stephen because he doesn't know what he's playing yet. However. What's really funny about this is that if Dan unfortunately has to drop, mm. and then you have to drop, yes, Stephen will be playing Gary, <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. Travel all that way up to play the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's likely the the fix. That's likely what will be that'll happen. So brace your anuses, lads. You yeah. can, you can, you can shake on a score on your way up, and you can go to the pub for the first three hours if you want. Um, let me just double check I've scored his name yeah so next up we're gonna have Ed Murdoch and his family of Merc Vets he is going to be playing da 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 Henry P. Miller that's his yes Guys, I thought might be there or thereabouts at the end. So yeah, decisive. Certainly amongst the more experienced 
guys that are going to be there. Who do you think has the edge in that matchup? I think if Henry, if Henry can kill the cow, then agility goes to Henry. Um, Doing off to the back pass. Yeah, I, Ed has a lot of chaff though. He's got like four dedicated chaff units. So if he just pushes at him, then he might not get the time to do it. So mm-hmm. a lot of that Interest. will come, yeah. that just come down to the map and whatnot. Um, but that would be a good game. I yeah. quite I'll watch that game actually. So I'm, I'm hoping someone drops out so I can just go and watch. Henry's got the he's got the Beastmaster General on the dragon as his uh, as one option, and he's got the officer on the manticore. So he's kind of got the mobile things that he can pick off the, the weaker points. Yeah, Ed's got a double adept though, so he's likely going to have a couple of PP spells. But I mean, that's easily dealt with, I suppose. He doesn't have any other range other than. Uh, whatever he's brought on the cow, if it's crossbows or spears. Ed's uh, got uh, shamanism master. Yeah, but he can bring swarm, right? Yeah, he can. Sorry, yeah. So he's gonna have swarm So yeah, he's probably gonna take. Oh, take yeah. hand in the swarm. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, I think that'll be a good game. Uh, next match we're gonna have Marco. And his 72 uh, Swordmasters. Kudos to Marco flying all the way over here with 72 uh, Swordmasters. Yeah, that's some effort. Uh, and he is going to be playing uh, Matthew uh, Waddington's Warriors. Okay. I can't just write Matt W because there's two Matt Ws. I know. So he has so to be Matt. And then last up, that leaves us with uh, Sean Hughes. He's going to be playing against uh, David Fox and his Dreadels. Boxy boy. You know what? What a good bunch of lads. Yeah. It'll be a good crowd. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's, there's a lot of quite interesting games there. So that's the draw. So let's just do a quick recap. So the grudge matches are myself against Irish James, the James Root against Peter Bedson, and then the draw tonight has been Johnny Buckwell against Barry Lynch, Jack Austin against Tim Botnick, Cameron against uh, James McCormack, Martin against Matt Wilson, Josh against Ollie, Kev against Artem, Paul against Gary, Danny against Fraz, Nick against Kev, Monroe against Shane, uh, Daniel Ewing against Stephen Dorning, Ed against Henry, Marco against Matthew, and Sean against the Fox. Nice. Yeah, Very good. Cool. Well, that's us done for another year, mate. That's another podcast. <laughs> I'll see you back here in um, 2024, maybe. Yeah, I might have two yeah. kids by the time we do the next one. Yeah, well, <laughs> paint and sweatshops out in the back. Oh, yeah. As soon as that manual dexterity kicks in and they can hold the brush. Here we go. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, just trying to think if there's any last minute announcements. Um, just to remind people, if you haven't already, please sign up to the, uh, fuck, what'd you call it? Turnkey. To the Turnkey Keeper website, thank you. Um, people will be able to submit their own scores and they'll be requested to submit their own scores. After your round, 
Um, so please make sure that's all set up in advance. If anyone's having troubles, just let me know and I'll help you out. Um, as a reminder, um, please read and be aware of the timings of the rounds uh, for this year's event. We've changed it slightly, so it's 2 hours 45 per round rather than the usual 3 hours. Um, there is a 10-minute allocation in addition to that at the end of the round to uh, agree on the final score and submit the scores um, electronically. Um, I'm going to be really strict on that this year. If any, if anyone's throwing dice after that, after the dice down into that 10 minute block, it's just going to be instant penalties because nothing kills, you know, a well run event better than just people playing into lunch times and breaks and shit. So, so hopefully, when elf players are taking note, yeah, just don't fucking do it. Um, I'll go over this obviously on the morning. As well before the event, but like, just play to time. Just you know, it doesn't. It's a game at the end of the day. You're not. It's not life and death. Just fucking make a decision. Don't slow play your opponent. Play within the with the time. Um, and then yeah, other than that, I don't think there's any other sort of big changes to the format within the player pack. There will be the uh, deployment and secondary. Uh, for every round, so you'll know that in advance. Um, I've not decided yet uh, about pairings for the subsequent rounds, whether I think there's a way on Tourney Keeper where you can have people submit scores, but then you keep it hidden. And then as the TO, you can basically then just release the pairings for the next round. Yeah. Uh, which I quite like doing as a TO, because then it stops people like trying to work out who they're playing before they're announced and rather than yeah. having people go play that list, which I think is better for a competition. Um, something we didn't say at the beginning that we are doing this year are spot prizes. So there'll be an additional thing in the round that we'll just be given a prize for. And that's also going to be in the pack, so you'll know that in advance, but they'll be announced as a reminder at the beginning of each round. And it's just another way to you know, just reward people for different things. A lot of people there are just there to have a good time anyway, so they're not necessarily interested in the more competitive aspect, so it's nice just for them to have something to be like, oh, I can maybe try and do that and maybe take a little extra risks for, for some of them. So there'll be a few wee just basic prizes for that, just for something fun. Um, a couple of people have asked about Best in Race. We're not doing Best in Race this year. Um, there's only 32 people playing, potentially only 30, and there's only 16 army books. And given that we have had a fairly balanced spread, bar maybe a couple of books, personally, I don't really think it's worth having something for that. People might think that's a bit mean and not very fun, which is fair, but personally, I think best in race, you know, it should be a bit of a competition between a decent number of people, so if we had double the number of people, we probably would have done it, but I don't think it should be worth it, personally. Um, but yeah, we'll have prizes for first, second, and third. There'll be best sport, best painted, or best army, rather, in addition to the spot prizes. So there'll still be a good number of things to, to play for. Um, Dark Fantastic Mills have done the trophies for this year again. Awesome. Which is very nice. Um, he does great stuff. And he's also had a lot of success recently with the Kickstarter that he's been doing for Terrain, um, 
if people are looking for some really nice chaos themed terrain for various tabletop games, then check them out. His, his stuff's really good. Yeah. Um, I've seen some of some of it in the flesh that Steve's bought that is in common ground, and it does look very nice. So mm-hmm. there will be premium trophies up for grabs. Um, and I think that's kind of everything. I don't think there's anything else to make people aware of in advance. Everything else will be on the thread that you need to know. Make sure uh, your stuff's painted and based. Are you going to get a penalty? Yeah, there will be uh, penalties, of course, for that. That's obviously on the thread. Um, a couple of people have contacted me in advance and said that certain things might not be painted and that they're happy to take the penalty, uh, which is good. Um, so, yeah, again, it's just to sort of encourage that side of it because it is a paid event and ideally you do want to be playing against something that is painted. But um, I I would enforce the the thing I've done before where if it's your first event, I normally wave it and just say, look, you're here to play and to have fun. It's your first event. I'm not going to put up a barrier to potentially put people off from coming, but that only applies to one person. So we'll see if that's the case. But yeah, everyone else knows the score. They've been to plenty of events. There's no real excuses to not have a fully painted army. So, um, but yeah, other than that, should be business as usual. Should be a good, okay. good couple of days. Should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Oh, the only other thing that someone has asked about that I should say, I haven't arranged for like a set dinner. Um, as like Tio, I know we have done that in the past. Where everyone's going to have a meal and things. Quite frankly, it's a bollock to try and arrange. I am fairly time poor at the minute, so I've made the executive decision just to give out some recommendations. And if people want to go out and have a meal as a big crowd, then they are more than welcome to do so. Um, I'll put all that information on the threads before the weekend so people can see it. But, um, yeah, if people are looking for that information, it's not there because I'm not doing it. Yeah, I would just recommend <laughs> going somewhere in advance if you can, um, because it will be Saturday night instead of the Yeah. Fortunately, this year, because the timings are slightly different, there's a little bit more time to leave the event and go get changed and have a shower if you want before you go out for a meal or drinks or whatever. So, um, And there's a later start on the Sunday than normal as well. I don't think the round four starts until later 10. So, Probably, um, yeah. For anyone looking to get a little bit leery on the Saturday night, then I have your cub, I have your back. <laughs> You'll have to be there <laughs> it's a good play. Um, but yeah, so 10 a.m. start on, on the Sunday, so a little bit more civilized. And anyone that's traveling within Scotland, it's a little bit more accommodating for public transport, which is shit on a Sunday. Yeah. Good old Presbyterians. Yep. That's, okay, that's, okay. that's been multiple uh, references. <laughs> Today on the on the podcast, oh, especially we had the orange order. The orange order. No, they were not Um, yeah. And on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're coming to the event, we look forward to seeing you. And that's all for us. And we'll see you at the event. Yeah, take it easy, guys. See you later.